Hello and welcome to the movie podcast spoiler-free review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today. And joining alongside me in the quantum realm today is Shabazz. Hello, this is my tiny voice. I don't know. They didn't really have a tiny voice. I don't know why I did one. It just felt like the right thing to do. And I'm sorry for all the people that we just lost that were listening. And Anthony. I'm going to go tinier like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> why? You know what? I don't feel bad anymore. I'm glad. <laughs> no. I'm glad, I'm glad you stuck to it. I'll, Libra babies for life. You know, Libras. When you're in the yeah, quantum the realm, Libra sound like. your voice yeah. and the mm-hmm. octaves are yeah. so the small. Octavia Spencers. Is, is, is that the same as the octaves? Is that yeah. the same thing? The octaves? No, it's the Octavia octaves. Spencer. That's Wait, what we're talking it, about. Is it not octaves? Oh, okay. well, you know what? In the, in the octaves, in, yeah. In the, um, <laughs> in the quantum realm. realm. In, the, in the world. It must be. In the quantum realm, it's octaves. That's true. Okay. I didn't, because I Octavia that. Spencer is queen of, right. of the... It's queen of the quantum realm. Yes, yes, that's true. It all makes sense. It is all connected. You know, this is obviously continuing her character. You know, the threat of her was introduced in the first Spider-Man film. Correct. You know, when she was at the wrestling match. And now look at her. She is the ruler of the quantum realm. Hold Not up. sure how we got here. Let me do my Octavia Spencer impression. One second. Hold on. <clears throat> Please. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. This ain't no Hello, thank division you. Fry. <laughs> <sighs> he did it. He did it. We're off to an incredible start here on the movie podcast. Like I said, this is our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. This is our spoiler free discussion. We will not be giving any spoilers here. So if you came here for spoilers, get out of here. This is the wrong spot for that. But this is the movie podcast. So we can't promise you a really good time some great thoughts, some nice insights, and then our honest but not mean opinions of all movies because that is what we do here. We are critical but not negative. We are honest but not mean. And that is the genesis of who we are when we started the show. This is what we're all about. A couple quick things I want to talk about before we get to our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yes, that is a very long title. We are Right now, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Check out our show notes below to get 20% off and free shipping on your next order. We love working with Manscaped. Definitely check out all the incredible products that they have. We are very nicely groomed, as we always like to say here on the show, uh, because we're on camera. You know, this is a podcast, but there's a video component. So please, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, leave a comment below. Let us know who you think is going to win, Ant-Man or Kang. We just had a great contest where we gave away tickets to the premiere of this very movie so a lot of lucky people got to see this movie early in canada for the canadian premiere so thank you to everyone who entered that we have lots more giveaways happening so you don't want to miss anything so if you want to make sure you're staying tuned with everything going on with the movie podcast make sure you're following us on instagram twitter tiktok and letterbox at the movie podcast you can even join our discord because we'll have some spoiler discussions going on you don't want to miss that episodes of the movie podcast may end but the conversation doesn't have to stop there I want to ask both of you, before we dive into all the quantum mania-ness of Ant-Man, Shay, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, we just got out of this movie, so I'm still kind of like, I think, processing my thoughts about it. I'm trying to find of course, yeah. the right words of what I want to talk about. And, you know, this is this is a Marvel movie. It's a big, it's a big deal. So I want to make sure that we do it the justice that it deserves. Definitely. Anthony, how about yourself? How are you doing? I almost didn't see you. You look like a floating head, uh, but I'm glad you're here joining us today. 
I'm, Anthony's also wearing a, a camo yes, cardigan. Yes, I'm camouflaged. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing well. You know, my life was at risk before watching the movie for a split second, but um, we got through it. We all, all three of us got through it. It was an interesting moment, but uh, yeah, it's such a weird time to li- be living. But other than that, it is, you know, that <laughs> that's a story that we will tell one day on the movie podcast yeah. on, a, on a main episode. That's a main episode story for sure. For, sure. for now. Uh, so if you like going to the grave, now it's going to, the, to grave. the grave. But if you like what we're talking about, if you like wh- what you're hearing, make sure you stay tuned because we have those main episodes that come out every few weeks or so. We like to try and do it every Monday, but sometimes the weeks are just so full that we have lots of interviews and reviews coming out. But uh, main episodes, that's where you get the ba- most bang for your buck. Long episodes. We're unhinged. If you like the intro to this show, you're going to love the main episodes because it's about an hour and a half of all of that. But let's get to the main event today, of course. This is our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. This film is going to be releasing in theaters on February 17th. And I want to say thank you to our friends at Disney Canada for inviting us to watch this film for review. Now, the film stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, and of course, Jonathan Majors as Kang. We also have Catherine Newton joining the cast, um, taking over the role as Cassie. Now, Shay, I would love for you to give us your first reactions. But before I want to do that, I'm going to ask Anthony to tell us what this movie is all about. In the film, which officially kicks off phase five of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, superhero partners Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne return to continue their adventures as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Together with Hope's parents, Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, the family finds themselves exploring the quantum realm, interacting with strange new creatures and embarking on an adventure that will push them beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Thank you very much for that, Anthony. And like Anthony said, this is kicking off phase five of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is the first of three films that we are getting this year. The next one will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is going to be ending that trilogy. And then, of course, the Marvels, which is going to be releasing in July, which is the wild month that is going to be like one that I cannot wait to get to. But I'm also terrified because July is going to be absolutely crazy. Shay. Kick us off with your first reaction to Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania is a very ambitious film. And the issues that it comes with, though, is it never reaches the heights of what it is trying to achieve. There's a lot of great things that happen in this movie. There's a lot of fun moments. But overall, the film keeps a very steady pace and steady beat all the way throughout. I think some of the issues that the movie suffers with is in the beginning, the film kind of just spends maybe just a few minutes in, you know, in, in the world of San Francisco and Earth. And then we are immediately brought into the quantum realm. Once we're in this quantum realm, there's really not much that you can attach yourself to. But the biggest issue that the film has is it takes way too long to get to our big bad villain. That's played by Jonathan Majors, a.k.a. Kang the Conqueror. I I really, I, I love the Ant-Man films. I think that there's such you know staples in the MCU. I think they don't get as much love as they deserve. And I was really hoping that this third film would kind of knock it out of the park and kind of really make it a big spectacle. And I think a lot of those things are there, but they just never fully develop themselves. And I think that's kind of where I left this movie going. 
I wish this stuck with me more. I wish I had a lot more memories about this movie, and I wish I just kind of enjoyed it more. Again, there are great things. The the acting by especially by Jonathan Majors is phenomenal, and he really shows us, especially in the last ten minutes of this film, he really shows us why Kang is here to dominate, and he's going to be a major threat to the to the Avengers and anyone in the MCU really. It's Jonathan Majors threat. Jo- Jonathan is going to be a Jonathan Majors threat, Kang level threat, but yes. again, we get that way too late in the film. I I wish the story was memorable, I wish the characters were memorable, but overall the movie played it really really safe and kind of just went, you know, from beginning to end without really raising an arm or raising a hair on my arm at all. Oh, okay. You, didn't, you weren't raising your I arms I didn't raise my arm at the movie? all. No, I didn't have any questions. No <laughs> questions from me. That's funny. No, you know, Shay, I think that's a, you brought up some great points. And I think the word that you said um, at the, close to the very beginning of your reaction, your first reaction was ambitious. This movie is very ambitious. And it, because of that, it doesn't really feel like it's in line with the first two Ant-Man films, which were very much comedies, which were very much, you know, action driven you know, comedies that also had heist elements, but were very funny. And Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania has some comedic moments, but there was never anything that reached the comedic charm of what the first films were. And I think because of that, it's lacking a little bit of the DNA. The characters are here, but you also don't have like, you know, Paul Rudd's crew or Scott Lang's crew. Like you don't have like Luis or anyone like that who's there to kind of be that comedic relief. So the moments that are supposed to be comedic relies on a lot of characters that were introduced to for the very first time in the quantum realm, where I think for myself in the quantum realm, because it's so detached from the rest of the world and never felt like every anything that was happening within here really mattered because it felt so disconnected. We're going to talk more about that. But Anthony, I would love for you to jump in. We'll get the conversation going. I share the same uh, state of sentiment that Shay has just said. Like, it's basically, it lacked, there was a lot of ambition, but it lacked depth. And I felt like there is a lot of story that was being given to me, but it didn't lead to anything. It just felt like it was a lot of filler, a lot of like this idea that Kang is this being, but they don't really mention him until you see him later on in the film. And he's like, this most powerful God that he is the conqueror, but I just didn't feel like he was a conqueror in this movie. I just didn't feel his presence, even though Jonathan majors plays him phenomenally. And he gives, you know, a really great performance, especially with building a character that's, that's going to last for a huge chunk of this phase five MCU and be the main villain of the, of these new adventure Avengers. I just felt like getting to him and making this the bang for phase five, it just didn't, it didn't do for me. And, you know, there is a lot of great things. I think the visuals stand out, but sometimes they don't. There is also a lack of uh, real, realistic uh, set designs. I felt like there could have been utilized more practically instead of feeling like everything was shot in front of a green screen, that's, that's what it does feel like. It feels like, you know, they were on this big lot in this big hangar and they shot all these amazing sequences. But when you shoot so much CG and you don't add the practicalness of these worlds, you take the viewer out of it. It just feels like 
I'm watching almost like a commercial. And I don't know if you got the same vibe, but that's how I felt. Like I felt like everything sure. was so well placed and so fine tuned that it just came off so fake. And the, they do share very similar palettes to um, Thor, Thor Love and Thunder, because it, it has the same color palette. It has this, this vibe of a world that lives underground, but it also feels like something that I would have found in Asgard. So it didn't have its uniqueness to it. It didn't have its own signature that, you know, Thor created with Ragnarok and then with, uh, with Love and Thunder. And I felt like it was kind of copying it. Um, but overall, like, you know, there, there are fun times. It's sufficient enough, but I don't, I don't, I wish this left a lasting impression. I wish this was bigger and it set the, 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 the next five or six years of the MCU. I wish this was something that Ant-Man can end his, you know, the, th the, the trilogy on a bigger note. And I felt like it just lacked that, that luster. Support for the movie podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who have trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code MOVIEPOD at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls. You know what I didn't know I needed, but I needed is an LED light on my shaver. Oh my God. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. There is darkness, especially around that area. <laughs> it works so well. You can really pinpoint all the hairs and you're like, okay, I got this point. Because you hair kind of like starts to mesh and you really don't see it properly. But with this LED light, it's super bright and you can get everything precision cut it's a 4000k led spotlight so you are literally putting a spotlight to your genitals down there to make sure you're you're treating them as you should the skin safe proprietary technology that they use for uh the the lawnmower is really good like i i, I was always a little hesitant going down there and then i felt safe i felt like there was protection there Manscaped just makes it so easy to choose a tool, whatever you're using, be it the beer trimmer, the lawnmower, the weed whacker, and it just feels like there is like this accessibility to it that I absolutely love. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code MOVIEPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code MOVIEPOD. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job at Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Your balls will thank you. Your balls well, thank you. That's a great point, you know, because we're, you know, this is the end of a trilogy, but it really is the kickoff of what's to come. And obviously, we're not going to go into any spoilers here, but yeah, Jonathan Majors is the future of the MCU. He is, um, he's great as Kang. I am so excited to see where he pops up next because he's just that kind of character that, you know, what variant, who is he going to be, where is he going to show up? Um, but like what you said, Anthony, and like what you mentioned too, Shay, that because this world's is so reliant on cg and again there's no egregious looking cg in this movie there's not a moment that we we're just like oh that doesn't look good um but it just felt because everything was you know either shot on the volumetric stage or was blue screen everything feels very flat and when you're in a quantum realm which is supposed to feel like that's in between time and space 
it never felt like that. It almost felt like it was just too grand. But there's a lot of things I want to say that I do like in this movie. And I think, of course, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly, when they're together, they're so fun. There's a montage at the beginning of this movie that I'm like, man, like they work so well together. And I wish they were together more in the film because a lot of this movie, it really is the family being separated and then they kind of come back together. It ba- gave me v- funny because we just watched this movie not too long ago, Strange Worlds, because it very much was just like, oh, we're going into this underground world that's part of our universe but it's not and it's in and out of time and there's very strange things happening um it just felt like almost like an episode of a show that i would have watched growing up where it's like oh other main characters got shot through time and now they're they're in this random world that has technology but it's also feels like they're you know also like archaic in a lot of ways as well too like it just kind of felt like this was an episode of like a what if show that was stretched out over two hours shay yeah you know when when we're talking about the quantum realm i think the thing that kind of stood out to me the most about it was how it just never felt real and i know that it's, it's not a real place but movies transport us and i never felt transported it always just felt like it was the same looped screensaver happening in the background of the same ooze or creatures flying and nothing left a lasting impression it, it's you it's see a, where the sets end almost you, you know what i mean that, that you is, could see yes. where it's like here's where the we can interact with stuff and then anything past this you know that it's yeah like when you step out of the that. line of a map and it's all of a sudden like get back in right <laughs> this this movie also is is surprisingly driven by michelle pfeiffer this is janet's story this is purely yes. about her from beginning to end but i wish again that there was a bit more that she was given to do in this movie a lot of the times her role is just i can't talk about this right now i'll i'll tell you all in a bit or there's a part of my backstory that i, I can't dive into they kind of skirt around a lot of her backstory when i feel like you really should have just made that the forefront of it and really developed her relationship with king a lot more so that's really really what i wanted from this movie because the stakes truly just never felt high and like you mentioned daniel it is because we're stuck in this quantum realms so maybe that's why but even when the guardians are fighting in space or when people are fighting elsewhere in this world it still feels like that could be a moment that'll affect us. And I guess in the quantum realm, it never felt like that. I, uh, Anthony, you had something to say. I totally agree. Like it's the, the character performances, I think as a, as a group, when they're together, they work so well. Um, yeah. I love Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly together. I think they just work well together and they have this presence. Even like if I go back to Endgame with Evangeline Lilly and, 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 and um paul rudd's paul like, rudd yeah showing up they just work so good they're like okay this is like one of the best team team ups in the mcu and you don't get a lot of that in here and when you do it's amazing but it, it just wishes you wish there was more um yeah we definitely do we they added katherine newton as you know Ka- uh, cassie lang and i felt that you know she did an all right job but it just felt like her her lines and how she performed them just felt like it was it just lacked the ambition of the character that it's supposed to be this is the character that's going to continue the ant-man and this world i'm like i don't want to i don't want to i don't know if i want to see her again as cassie lang because i just don't i don't vibe with her and I, maybe this is my personal his personal opinion but it's just this vibe that she gave for me like i hope she learns from this and she evolves this character 
because she's too whimsical. She's too princess-like. She's, she doesn't have the, the rawness that I, I would think a Cassie Lang would have from you know, learning from her father. Yeah, I think when you, when you're speaking about Catherine Newton, I think you know she's great as 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 Cassie. But in in the terms of what we've gotten as Cassie before in the first two films, where she's a bit of an oddball, she really feeds off her father. You know, obviously, yes, when you grow up, you lose a lot of that, and you, you know, it, you might change, but that core essence of you still remains. That wasn't in this character. This version of Cassie was kind of just your generic teenager uh i'm gonna be a bit angsty i'm gonna be a bit more of a recluse i'm gonna you know not do what everybody wants and i and it it just kind of made that character seem more generic than it should have cassie was so interesting she was such a goofball she had a lot of fun she was garnering a lot from her father and she was gonna be that protege you know, Paul Rudd is such a charismatic person and he's so great in this, like you mentioned, Anthony and Daniel. And there and when he and when him and Evangeline Lily are together, they make such a fun pair. I also want to give a huge shout out to, you know, even though he's one of the most fantastic actors out there, Michael Douglas, he's so good as Hank Pym again. Like he is. you just love him. You love him. You love seeing him on screen. Again, I wish we got more of him. Some of his story kind of felt like it was just in the background or when we needed him to be here, he'll kind of show up. Um, but yeah. He plays he's him- great. Uh, Michael Douglas in this film is is so good. Yeah, he's like, just like he's just like he steals every scene that he's in. He's just phenomenal. He plays him like he was the Ant Man before Paul Rudd. Yeah, you know, like he Absolutely. gave off that Definitely. vibe. I'm like, oh, yes. and you never, you you know, you've never seen him as Ant Man, but like he has this aura in this film that's like, whoa. When you when you have like when you're a really great actor, like no matter what movie is in front of you. I'm pretty sure he probably was looking at like nothing and he had to create these, these scenes and he's just like, he's such a good actor. And it's, yeah, you, I believe anything he tells me, he could, he could, he could start throwing out some quantum science. And I'm like, I believe you, Michael Douglas, because you, like you, like, you know, Anthony, like you, like you said, like you believe whatever they're telling you. Um, I do want to talk really quickly about the first hour of this film. It's establishing a lot. We're establishing a brand new kind of area out uh, of the you know of the quantum realm when it comes to um this is like this kind of land before time area that we've kind of get thrown into um and then shay you mentioned it too where it's like there's so much setup to introduce who kang is where you know the audience we all know kang is coming uh we know people are very excited for jonathan majors as kang but this first hour does so much where it's like him him oh it's him oh he's after he and it's like there's so much like just foreshadowing before we actually get to him or before we actually reveal what the issue is. It's like, it's that thing that movies do sometimes where it's like, tell me what's going on. I can't tell you. There's no time. Follow me. And it's like, but we have so much time before the next scene starts. Let's just talk about it. Just a it's a bit. long drive. <laughs> his name, his name is four letters. His <laughs> name's four letters. Just give me a name. Just give me his name. I know it's one more letter than him, but it's like, just give me a name, please. Um, because it just it's very noticeable. And I know it's a silly thing to nitpick on, but you'll notice when you watch this movie, the first hour, they are just so hung up on just calling him him, him, or he's like this, or he's here, or him, the conqueror. Or this is that. Him, the conqueror. The and conqueror. It's like, you know, it's like, just, you know, just give us that name drop. So when it finally does happen, and when this movie kicks into gear, there's some really 
fantastic moments. And I think there's some visually just beautiful moments in this movie too. Again, not spoiling anything, but there's some really cool moments where it's like a reversal of what we've seen when it comes to like, oh, this is how kind of ants work. And we're seeing it now from a different perspective, which is really cool. And I would say the final battle in this film has the energy and I think just the the nuance which I wish the kind of the the rest of the film adapted were just like you know what this is a crazy movie where people could shrink and grow and turn into and not turn into ants talk to ants and control ants let's just have fun with it let's go there and I think the last I would say 20 to 30 minutes of this movie really is okay we're we're an ant-man movie let's let's remember what we are and let's dive into it and let's have fun and let's have a spectacular finale. And I think this movie does have a great finale and sets up some incredible ideas and, you know, storylines for what's to come. But a lot of it, I think will get lost this at no point in this movie that I feel like this movie is bad. It's not, it's not that at all. But I think when you're having a movie, that's having such incredible characters that we've seen throughout the last eight years. Now, I wish there was a little bit more, uh, to remember because i think when i think of ant-man now i'm always thinking of the first film the second film end game uh but there's not a lot from this film that feels as memorable other than of course kang and michael douglas to be honest with you who's i think fantastic in this film shall we get to our final recommendations of ant-man in the wasp quantum mania shabazz i will get you to start us off Ant-Man the wasp quantum mania like i mentioned in the beginning has, it has a lot of ambitious things that it wants to try to do, but it just never fully reaches the heights of those. The cast is great. And, you know, when they're working together, they're phenomenal. But I don't think this is the movie that you're hoping to see and waiting for and finally getting to understand who Kang is. So for that reason, I think it's safe to say, wait till, you know, it comes out on Disney Plus, add it to your queue. First day you want to watch it, sit down, watch the IMAX enhanced version of this movie and just enjoy the ride from the leisure of your own couch. I love that. You know, I'm going to be right there with you, Shay. I think this is one that you could easily add it to your queue. Um, this is a film that has some incredible moments, some great performances from Jonathan Majors, from Paul Rudd, from Michael Douglas, um, and has some really cool ideas. But I think overall, there wasn't anything in this film that really left a lasting impression with me. And I know MCU diehards like us, like me, we're going to go see this movie opening night. You're going to want to see it on the big screen. And by all means, that is what movies are there for to experience on the big screen and there's some great moments in this but for general audiences i think this is one that you're safe to watch on disney plus when it releases watch it day one like shay said or watch it as you're leading up to what's coming down the road because there's some really great moments in here but it's not one that you necessarily have to run out and go watch opening day anthony take us home we're all on the same end this is also an added to your Anthony. <laughs> uh, this is also we're all on anthony anthony this is an added to your queue um, I don't know what else to say. You guys kind of summed it up. It, you know, if you're, if you love the MCU, you're going to definitely go watch this. And I think you should, I think you should go watch it, yeah. watch the, watch it on the big screen and enjoy the story, understand it. I don't think there's enough story for you to be like, okay, this is what I expected from this film. And I don't think the answers that you were looking for could be found in this film. And that's kind of like where I'm at with it. I, I feel like Marvel did a great job of advertising it and marketing it in a certain way. As they always do. That, hey, this 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 is going to be the story that you learn more about Kang. And you do, but not what you expected and what you wanted. Um, but overall, you know, it it has, it's passable in my books as, as a film. Like it's, it has a, a good story, great acting, 
but it doesn't give you the 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 bang for your buck that you wanted from this MCU film. Thank you very much to both of you for that. And of course, that was our spoiler-free review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. As a reminder, please make sure you join us on Discord. We'll be talking about this movie in full spoilers after uh, the release day. So we'll definitely talk about it there and more. Uh, and of course, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday. And watch out throughout the week for our reviews and interviews on all the latest movies and series. We are talking to Catherine Noon from this very movie. So look forward to all of our coverage from that this week. It might be out already. So make sure you look forward to all of that and more. There's lots going on here on the movie podcast. We are so happy that you are on this journey with us. You may have seen us on the front page of Apple Podcasts. If this is the first time you're listening or watching one of our reviews, thank you so much for being here. We hope that you stay. We hope that you come back. We have an amazing community of movie and TV show lovers um, and we want to be a great positive force in the world for that. So please, hang around. We're so happy that you're here. That was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next. <laughs>